0: You are listening to the Snake Sports Talk Show on the Snake Sports Talk Show podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Snake Sports Talk Show. Be sure to catch me on all of my major social media platforms Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube channel, StreamYard Network, and also on the Podbean Podcast Network just by searching up Snake Sports Talk Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Snake Sports Talk Show, wherever and however you may be watching and listening today, IGTV and IG Live on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube channel, officially now on Twitch and also on the Podbean Podcast Network just by searching up Snake Sports Talk Show. So for all of you guys, positive news, I am healthy and safe. And I hope the absolute same for all of you, as I know that we are dealing with this uh, coronavirus outbreak. But from here and until now, it has not stopped me from doing what I love doing. And that is giving you all the benefit of the doubt of sports news. Because I love doing that. So all of this whole outbreak, it has not stopped me from doing so. So hope all of you guys are all safe and healthy and continuously um, just absolutely live your guys' lives the best way possible throughout this whole break. Um, So I want to right now kind of shift into this. Let's talk about sports, right? Because that's what I'm here to do. So in the NFL... Because there were some recent talks about Tom Brady. Uh, whether he was going to go to the Chargers, whether he's going to the Titans, or he's going to go to the Bucs. So there were a couple of teams that have backed out. But one of them ended up popping up here on the news. So the Tennessee Titans, before they made a deal, they said no way to Tom Brady. So they have backed out. And they've re-signed Ryan Tannehill. Four years, $118 million contract deal. Seems fair. It's a good price. And Tannehill, honestly, when he came into the Tennessee Titans system, this was a system that worked beautifully for him. Outside of Miami and outside of anywhere else, Tannehill produced massively and produced a lot better when they had Marcus Mariota. The offensive line is strong. Now the only only question is, are they going to franchise tag Derrick Henry? My sources guess absolutely, and they should. Listen, I know a lot of people have had talks, and they looked at this deal, and they thought, is this really the best deal for the Tennessee Titans? Well, absolutely, because if you think about it, Ryan Tannehill, it's $28 million a year for four years, And Tennessee has not stopped short of themselves. They still got plenty in the cap. And I'll also be discussing about the new CBA deal in just a moment. But they've got exactly the right amount of money to the right people in specific positions. And this is perfect. And the only question to a lot of people is why would you want to end up changing something that has been... I would say in my opinion, and I'm sure to the views of Tennessee Titan fans, what became a success, what got the Titans in the AFC championship game, I thought it was the right decision, it was the smart move, and they're not lacking of anything, so Ryan Tannehill returns back for four years, and... They've already made a couple of moves. They have released Delaney Walker. He's now a free agent. And my guess is they're going to franchise tag Derrick Henry, which I think they should. Because I'll be honest, and I got a lot of comments about this, but have all of us paid attention to what happened to Todd Gurley in that massive contract that he signed? He didn't produce as well. So what makes you think that it would be a terrible move For Tennessee just to franchise tag Derrick Henry. Of course they're going to pay him his money. But if you look at the leagues nowadays. With running backs being paid high amounts. It doesn't work the same. They don't produce the same. Most running backs get injured over time. And most organizations are stuck with those deals. So Tennessee did the right thing. By playing it safe. $28 a year. You cannot say that that's a terrible deal. You cannot. Ryan Tannehill absolutely produced for Tennessee and has got Tennessee to where they are. And I think this was smart. So now Tennessee can start to focus in on other pieces that they need to have to be even stronger in 2021. They got the right guys. And I think A.J. Brown... With the way that he produced late in the season, I think he's gonna be a, re- a reliable number one receiver for years to come. And Tannehill, that's gonna be his favorite target. Plus two, I've had some questions about Jonu Smith, but he did produce late in the season. So I think there are some ups for Tennessee. And I think they're heading in the right direction. So this is not a team that I would completely shake off for the playoffs for next season. Because right now, if you look at what the picture looks like in the AFC South, I mean, Houston, they are still dealing with offensive line problems to protect their franchise quarterback in Deshaun Watson. The Colts, I think the Colts are going to end up having to take a step back. Because they're not sure about their quarterback, Jacoby Percet. And I've said this before, and a lot of people that I know that are here on the program that that Indianapolis, you can win with Jacoby Brissett, but you're not going to win the big games with Jacoby Brissett. And it makes sense. And then you got Jacksonville, who, by the way, they just traded away Callis Campbell to the Baltimore Ravens. And the Jaguars... They're just a fun team. I don't really see them going anywhere. And a lot of people overhyped about the Jaguars um, at least three years ago. And they didn't show up afterward. That story eventually got killed off. But if you ask me, if there is one team that I should be scared of, I think it would be Tennessee in the AFC South. That is a team now that... Under Mike Vrabel, the defense is going to get better. The offensive line is strong. They've got their franchise quarterback for four years. They're going to franchise tag Derrick Henry, which they should. They released Delaney Walker because they trust Johnny Smith is going to produce a lot more. And AJ Brown, for those of you guys that are fantasy football uh, fanatics, I would not pass on a wide receiver like this. Out of all the wide receivers that had played this year, I think A.J. Brown is finally finding his sweet spot. And Ryan Tannehill fits the bill. Let me shift to this now. Because since we started to talk about uh, uh, Tom Brady and, of course, this free agent signing, I think this is now the right moment to do so. So the Tennessee Titans and the San Francisco 49ers, they all backed out, which I think they should. And it was the right move for those organizations. I said this in my previous podcast. That, look, if you look at all the organizations and where they stand today, what exactly is their backup plan? I don't really know what it is. Because San Francisco, and everybody has told me about this, that if they got Tom Brady, I don't see any problem with getting him because of all of the... Defensive pieces, the offensive pieces, and Kyle Shanahan and how he um, how he builds this roster and the playbook, I don't really see any issues with San Francisco. And this is a young core team that's going to be successful for years ahead. But the problem of it is, and yes, they may go and trade away to get Jimmy Garoppolo to New England, but I think that would still be a slap in the face of what... The 49ers have already built themselves to be. And let me ask you, do you think Nick Mullins is going to roll with having to be another backup to a really good quarterback? Come on now. Nick Mullins is going to want to go out of town and find his opportunities elsewhere. But San Francisco should not move off of Jimmy Garoppolo. Tennessee, now they've signed Ryan Tannehill for four years. They're not going to move off their quarterback. And they're not going to shake up What was successful that got them To the AFC Championship game in the first place I mean that It would not make any sense And they have no backup plan after that But they've narrowed it down And I've seen this um, from one of the ESPN sources That there are three teams that are still in play They put two But they're disregarding the third So the two they mentioned was the Buccaneers The Patriots And the Chargers Those are three teams to consider for Tom Brady. And each of those have guarantees. I've already mentioned about the two. New England, the only guarantee that you will have. Tom Brady goes nowhere. Tom Brady stays in New England. He finishes his career in New England. And it shows a lot of loyalty, which I understand. And I get that. But at the same time, New England... If you saw the deal, and I I mentioned this in my previous podcast show, that New England was going to offer a five-year deal, which is worth $25 million a year, would you really want to consider a five-year longevity contract? What people kind of miss out on when you sign a player, and no disrespect, Tom Brady's 43 years old. You think he's going to stick around until he's 48? Come on That's just just silly But I understand With The loyalty And the length And I, I, I do believe That it goes without saying But I don't think that Having to go to New England For five years Sounds like a really good guarantee to me But Tampa Bay As I've said they're offering three years, hundred and $34 million guaranteed. And the only thing that can sweeten this deal is unless Tampa Bay goes and signs Melvin Gordon. That can only sweeten this deal up. But of course, you have to think of the front offices, the offensive line, the coach. Tampa Bay's not that far away either. And in the NFC South, it's, it's kind of odd. Because you have New you have New Orleans with Drew Bra- with Drew Brees, and I think that would be pretty interesting. Drew Brees and Tom Brady in the same division, and then you got to deal with a, a little bit of a reshaping Carolina team, and then Atlanta with Matt Ryan. I think that would be very very interesting to watch, but I think that's the only thing that can sweeten this deal for Tampa Bay is if they go and get Melvin Gordon. And fix a little of the offensive line. And Bruce Arians will have yet another veteran quarterback under his coaching style. But again, people, what I don't understand is having to disregard the Chargers. And once again, I understand because not a lot of people understand what what is Anthony Lynn going to do and what type of coach is he. Okay, he's coming off of a struggling year of five five and eleven. And they're not sure how he's going to create this play style for Tom Brady. But here's the one thing you got to understand is that they've franchise tagged Hunter Henry, um, Austin Eckler, he's signed for four years, and they've got weapons. They fixed up the guard position, and they're probably going to end up drafting a young left tackle if they make this deal this upcoming week. Because free, free Agent Frenzy is here. And I'm excited for it. But if you have to think about it, I think that the Chargers are going to give Tom the benefits that he wants. Saying, we've got the pieces, we'll give them to you to now shape and make this team a winning team. That's what the Chargers are going to do, and I'm all in for it. I'm all in for it. I don't know if any Charger fans or if any NFL fans in general are, but think about it this way. When Peyton Manning went to Denver, like, how do you think Denver managed that situation? Did they just go ahead and say, well, we are going to have a couple of restrictions for you, Peyton? I don't think so. I think they just allowed Peyton to do his thing, be the play caller, and win your games, and then eventually get you to two Super Bowls and win one of them. I think that will be the same outcome for Tom Two years 64 with a 32 million a year guarantee I think that Sounds fair to me But Five years on a longevity in New England I don't see that Being a possibility I don't really see that being a possibility whatsoever But I think that it's narrowed down As I've said to now two Franchises The Bucks and the Chargers but we, we, we'll we see because we know that the possibilities are all right there. And while we're waiting on, like most people, is looking at the television and hearing breaking news. Where's Tom going? That's it. That's all that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, coming up, I'm going to be talking a little bit more on the NBA. And uh, great news since we're here. Uh, Donovan Mitchell now has officially tested negative for the coronavirus. And he put up a video for all the fans to see, thanking everybody for their support and just continuing to be safe and healthy. And so this is great news. Now, of course, the hard part is, too, another NBA player from the Detroit Pistons, he's now tested for coronavirus. I just ended up getting an, uh, an update early this morning that one of the Major League Baseball uh, players in the minor league system, he's now tested for coronavirus. So it's still right now at its course, but it's nothing for any of us to start panicking about. We still have to continue to be courteous. We still have to be safe and healthy. So, But in the meantime, those are just most of the news that I've caught so far, but I will be talking more about the NBA because I'd like to kind of, you know, entertain the fans a little more so i'll be talking a little bit more about that and um also have at least some news around in hockey as well because i know that it's been kind of quiet and silent for a while but i'll have more news up on that coming up next snake sports talk show you're listening to the snake sports talk show on the snake sports talk show podcast all right welcome back snake sports talk show Man, what interesting days are coming in here in the NFL. I wanted to talk about one thing specifically, and I think that this is interesting. So the new CBA rule has officially come out here for the NFL, and uh, I think this is interesting. I really think this is kind of interesting because this is going to now speak a lot of volumes for NFL teams, players, coaches, so much more. So the new CBA And we'll break this down piece by piece. The CBA ruling has now allowed clearing the pathway for instead of a 16-game season to now a 17-game season as early as 2021. The players have voted upon it, and this has now been finally approved, and it'll be approved until 2030. And this also now expands more teams. So instead of teams being in the playoffs at at least 12, there will now be 14 teams going into the playoffs. This now also makes sense because to me, there were a lot of teams that missed out. And there was also a post that I seen earlier about potential 7th seed teams who missed out on the playoffs. And there was a lot of them last year, Pittsburgh missed out on the playoffs and they were such an interesting team without big Ben with, and Mike Tomlin coached this team to become a successful team. The team had not been under 500 since Mike Tomlin has coached there. Here's what's also pretty interesting. So, of course, in this new CBA rule, the cap hit now has increased by $10 million. So now it is at its high of $198 million in the threshold. So that gives a lot of, you know, it gives a lot of leverages for some low market teams to be able to go into free agency and kind of, you know, pick and piece out all of their their players in the free agency, not to mention in the upcoming draft. But here was also something that I thought was very, very interesting that caught my attention. So the CBA now has actually approved that even Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, they are eliminating, eliminating all tests of marijuana. So Anybody that has the possession of marijuana, and not to mention the consumptions, but of course there is a legal limit of THC levels. I think this is interesting, because most of the players, we understand, and by the injuries, by the amount of hits that they take, it is very, very difficult to recover from. But it does make sense, because there are a lot of CBD products, there are a lot of products with at least between the ranges of the THC levels that players take. And it helps to slowly recover the processes, helps to relax certain muscles that have been impacted on hits, not to mention injuries, because a lot of these players now, even on an increased amount of games by one more game, you better hope that all these players are healthy. So that was an interesting... CBA listing and and ruling that I think was I I think now this is going to draw a lot more interest for players and they're now going to end up starting to work harder and it's also going to keep them healthy now of course I did say before that players had problems with as far as shortening practices because I think that's kind of ridiculous okay the, the reason you have practices is because it's supposed to help you prepare For games ahead that involve contact. I just seriously think that if you took that away with non contact practices, you're not going to be prepared for that. Your muscles are going to be very vulnerable to every single hit, and they're not going to, like, think of it this way because I do work in a labor job. And if you look at some of, like, you know, lumber labor work or anything that just involves your hands. You look at some of these workers and you look at how damaged up their hands are. But the thing of it is, it's not the damage that they're worried about. Because all of that's just building calic in their hands to where it's hardened, it's also stronger, and they're more... Uh, it's it's easier and efficient for some of these hard labor workers to now be able to complete the tasks. That's how I felt like with the with the NFL. So if you took that away, I feel like that would get it a little soft. And then some players would not be used to bigger hits because NFL players, they come and go every, like every year, like every two, three years or so. They come and go. And then there's always somebody new who's stronger, faster, and is more efficient. And that does happen. So... I love this CBA uh, CBA ruling. I think this will pan out very, very well for the NFL. And here's the thing. Roger Goodell, and it's so funny about this because a lot of people did not agree a lot with Roger Goodell's rulings and different changes. But I think now all of that is starting to shape into one motion. I think now he's just gotten smarter. And I think now with this CBA rule, it's sweetened up the deal. Players now will have the opportunity to recover better. There are more teams now that will basically have opportunities to get into the playoffs. So it creates urgencies. And then not to mention the cap increases and it increases by 10 million every single year. So I'm gonna tell you right now. This new year is gonna be very, very interesting, and I'm excited for it. I can't wait for free agency to start because the only topic, where is Tom Brady gonna end up? <laughs> That's the only thing that I, I, I just, I keep paying attention to, and not to mention, um, just how the season's going to perform like. I think this is going to be very, very interesting. All right, it's time for me now to start to get to the hot press. This is the hot press. So lots of news that have come around here in the NFL. So, of course, there were a couple of free agent Signings, but there were also a lot of moves that were made in the NFL. So the Baltimore Ravens have acquired defensive end Calius Campbell from the Jacksonville Jaguars in exchange for a fifth-round pick. I thought that was kind of a uh, that was kind of just a a really a low-end deal. I can't believe that you know Jacksonville makes a trade for something so low. I, but here's the other thing: Jacksonville doesn't quite attract a lot of free agents they had one of the best defenses they're all gone and this was a team that made a lot of noise I wasn't impressed and you know that's the bottom line I mean they relied on a quarterback named Blake Bortles and here's what's interesting if you rewind it back to where Gardner Minshew was playing that year with Jacksonville I actually could have thought Jacksonville had a great story they would have had a great story like the Tennessee Titans do with Ryan Tannehill but I, I don't know I think this sums up the organization it just doesn't attract free agents and really they don't get a, a whole lot of impact in, in return so in the free agent market as well we did mention about Ryan Tannehill and his four-year deal so a couple of teams have been signed uh, Bradley Roby corner for the houston texans signs a three-year 36 million dollar um, contract extension with the texans so i think this is good this is kind of keeping their defense strong uh, they still need some real good defensive pieces uh, right now a lot of the questions are how healthy will jj watt be throughout this time and I-, I mean even with this whole holdout everybody's getting healthy but the Texans, of course, they need to fix their offensive line. They need to fix the defense. But this was a good start to kind of keep somebody that they know. He's produced a lot. Roby, of course, is a good superstar corner. And this was absolutely the perfect move for the Houston Texans. Uh, so, of course, the CBA ruling has now, been into, has now gone into effect. It'll go into effect and will go through that until 2030. So, the CBA ruling now gives it an increase of $10 million, and now the threshold is at $190 million for all of the teams, and also extends their seasons to 17 games instead of 16, and the playoffs will now be 14 teams instead of 12. So, this is actually really, really interesting. And again, I love this CBA rule. I think this now gives a lot of teams urgencies, especially with what happened with Pittsburgh. But so many—if you look at all of the potential seven seeds—I believe either Sunday Night Football has those listings, but there's a lot. There's an awful lot of teams who could. But this is good. This is really, really good. And and, And again, this gives what the fans want. They want more football. Uh, Look, I, I know now with the XFL being canceled and whatnot, but there are a lot that the NFL can learn from the XFL as well. But I think with this new CBA ruling, it works great with the players, works great with the teams, and I think this is a done deal bargain. So I'm very, very happy with this. So the Utah Jazz's superstar, Donovan Mitchell, came out and said now he is tested negative. This is what his response was during the testing of the coronavirus. With Donovan Mitchell, he's officially na- uh, tested negative for the coronavirus, and I know with lots and lots of players, it's been such a huge impact here in sports. But at least there are good news coming out. So, for the meantime, as I've said to kind of close this out, wash your hands, take an extra shower, keep sanitizer on you, and take multivitamins. That's the only, you know, the only thing that I can tell you. I'm not a doctor. But if you are thinking about great essentials, those are definitely the best ones. But great news from Donovan Mitchell, Utah Jazz, and of course, around the sports realm, not even just the NBA. So at least it shows there's a sign of hope, and we'll get through this. All right, that is your Hot Press. This is the Hot Press All right, so I I wanted to put in a little side note here, and and this is definitely off sports-related topic, but apparently I ended up getting an update on this latest coronavirus outbreak that now in my hometown of Las Vegas that Governor Sisolak has announced that schools from kindergarten through 12th have now all been closed and that is going to be effective immediately tomorrow and the entire closing will end until April the 6th. Wow, that is that is literally something that I, I've never even seen before. Now, again, I think it's understandable because it's for the safety of the kids and plus it's the safety for the teachers and staffs and principals. And I've never seen this before. I, I can't even believe it, but I mean, I, I I could tell you one thing aside from it. I mean, this feels like it's an extended spring break for some of these kids, but my, my heart goes out to all of the staffs, both working in the sports world, now, of course, also in the schools here, the great schools that teach our kids, prepare them for the future. My heart goes out to all the teachers, staff members, principals out there because I know that this is a shortened time and hopefully we'll start to get positive news as the days go by. But I wanted to share that, of course, with all of you because I, I'm sure in your guys's hometowns, wherever you may be, wherever you're watching and listening to this show, that I hope that this virus clears out quickly and that we can start to get back into our own reality for our society. And, you know, stuff like this, that happens. I don't know where else this could be happening. I've gotten messages from so many of my friends, um, out of state that have told me exactly what their, their state programs and all of their schools out there have now done in effects to this coronavirus. This is This is out of control. It's absolutely out of control. It's crazy, but I wanted to share that with all of you guys. Uh, Coming up, um, I'm going to have my best for last here. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to take the list of free agents. I did this before once in my very first episode of the Snake Sports Talk Show. And I only listed about six players. But I promise you, I'm actually going to list out All of the teams that I think for all of the current free agents right now, which free agency starts this next upcoming week it starts on a Wednesday, March 18th a day before my birthday. The only thing that I can hope for is that it's a really, really good birthday gift, but I'm going to explain all those players and where their new homes or whether they're going to get re-signed I'm going to explain that all coming up next. You do not want to miss that on the Snake Sports Talk Show. Can't get enough of the Snake Sports Talk Show. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Also, subscribe to YouTube channel, Twitch, and the Podbean Podcast Network just by searching Snake Sports Talk Show. All right, you guys. So, obviously. Had a great time doing the podcast and just so glad to be still talking about sports even with this whole entire outbreak. Um, so I'm going to do my best for last here. I always do this on the show just to kind of, you know, give a le- everybody some insights of what I think may happen. So the best thing about best for last here is what well, we got free agency next week and lots and lots of moves. I've been getting updates left and right here. We've had Signings, trades already. The Baltimore Ravens beefed up their de, uh, defense, um, <clears throat> and then of course some re-signings. Devin McCourty going back to New England. Um, there's just been a lot. There's been a lot of things just happening here, left and right. So my best thing that I will do is I will do a best for last of free agent predictions, where most of these free agents are going to go. And I'm excited for this one. So let's go ahead and start this out. So uh, now I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to leave Tom Brady for last here on this one because I think it's reasonable. We're all talking about Tom Brady and where he's going to end up next week. So let's be fair and let's start with Dak Prescott. Okay, Dak Prescott, he's 26 years old, two-time Pro Bowl quarterback, and... Right now, there's just been the situation between him and the Dallas Cowboys. Um, There have been a couple of real good projected suitors if Dallas doesn't end up working out. You've got the Chargers, the Titans, the Patriots, the Raiders, the Dolphins, and the Buccaneers. Um, And all of them sound really, really good. The only ones that I could take off would probably be the Dolphins, the Raiders, and uh, the Titans. Now that they ended up getting Ryan Tannehill... Titans are definitely done at quarterback. They're not needing anymore. So my prediction with Dak Prescott, I think he's gonna stick with the Cowboys. First of all, Dallas is gonna pay Dak Prescott exactly the money, the money that he does deserve. He's been dealing with a lot. He's dealt with Zeke's holdout. He's dealt with the franchise and where it sits at at this moment. And they just changed coaches. They went away from Jason Garrett. They're now with Mike McCarthy. And who knows how this Dallas Cowboys team is going to play out. But I think Dak Prescott is going to get his money's worth with Dallas. And I think hopefully by next season, we may actually see Dallas now go and make some moves, maybe franchise Tagamari Cooper, but I'll have a little bit of that uh, later on. All right, so Jadavian Clowney. Okay. He has been plagued with a lot of injuries. I get that. But if you think about it, he still lives up to his worth, $20 million a year, and he's the type of guy that if you put him in a perfect defensive scenario, he's going to produce. Now, last year with Seattle, three sacks, it didn't really cut out for him, and that's okay. Like That sometimes happens for some defensive players. So there are a couple of suits. Giants, Colts, Bills, and Eagles. And I think the Eagles would be very, very interesting only if, because I know that they're already talking about getting Byron Jones from the Cowboys and signing him to a big-time deal. But if you had to ask me what my prediction is for Jadavian Clowney and where he's going to go, I keep saying it's the Indianapolis Colts because Darius Leonard and just – these are lots of young pieces here on this defense, and I think they'll use him to his best abilities, and I think they're going to get enough out of him. So I think a two-year deal with Jadavian Clowney seems fair. I think Chris Ballard, smart general manager in Indianapolis, I think he's going to work this out beautifully. I I, I think that'll be a perfect place for Jadavian Clowney. All right, uh, so Amari Cooper. Now, Since coming to Dallas after the trade with the Oakland Raiders, Amari Cooper has been a huge X-factor in Dallas' offense. Um, He's a top wide receiver, very, very reliable, and they've been having some talks of is he going to stay or is he going to go. I kept saying that if the Patriots wanted Tom Brady so bad that they should go and get Amari Cooper just to at least get a wide receiver who's young and produces and somebody that can at least be open in the backfield so there are a couple places Eagles, Jets, Broncos Cardinals, Broncos and, and and the Cowboys so I think to me personally after what I just explained with Dak Prescott, I think it's smart enough that Dallas gets Amari Cooper and Amari Cooper stays they're probably going to use a franchise tag on him and it's it, and it's reasonable because once you give Dak Prescott his preferred money um, per year, now that means you got to work on getting a number one receiver for him. And I think Dak, Dallas can do that. Dallas has at least the money cap to do so, and they're going to spend it on important players. This is definitely one of them because if you move away from Amari Cooper so fast. There's not a whole lot of number one wide receivers. And we are I know we're coming into a draft full of impactful wide receivers. And I, I just think that would be a dumb move for Dallas to move past him. But I think he's going to stay in Dallas. They're going to get a franchise tag. And eventually they're going to work over a, a big deal for him. All right, Shaq Barrett. Um, very, very very good linebacker he's he kind of had a little bit of some tendencies here and there um, but the first season that he had with the Buccaneers he had 19 and a half sacks and his previous career was about five and a half Jack Barrett's a very he's a very energetic linebacker and he's very important in some defenses so there were a couple of good suitors, Buccaneers, Giants, Cardinals, Colts, and Bills. I mentioned about the Colts because I think that it's it's a very interesting team. Young, could use some really good defensive pieces. But if you had to ask me, if the Buccaneers right now seem to be in on Tom Brady, you got to at least give him reliable defense. So I think Shaq Barrett's going to remain in Tampa Bay. They're going to give him at least um, his money's worth. And this will now at least stick to the plan for, for Tampa to bring in somebody like Tom Brady so that he has a reliable defense, he's got a smart head coach, and he's got also an offense that he can work well with. So you had to ask me, I think Shaq Barrett will stay in Tampa. I don't see him going anywhere else. Um, if you had to think of like a second guess, maybe the Colts might do. It's a pretty, it's a pretty interesting thought All right, Derrick Henry. So, I've mentioned about this that Derrick Henry's coming off of a great season with the Tennessee Titans. The 238 pounder carried 303 times at his NFL best of 15 over 1,500 yards. And Derrick Henry, he's he's gotten much more of the workload since Demarco Murray left. And I've said this since he came into the league he's going to get more and more reps and he's going to be a reliable number one running back and he's going to make it happen like i see him run like how i did last year he looks like a modern day earl campbell you can't pass that up so there were a couple of suits titans dolphins texans and the chiefs now we know the Chiefs had already beaten the Titans before, and I don't. I, I know they're going to look maybe possibly for a running back. I don't think so. But I think if you had to ask me, Tennessee, after signing Ryan Tannehill, they're going to use the franchise tag on Derrick Henry. He's the one guy that is juice. He's a powerhouse. He's going to bust through all of the defensive lines. And if you lose a running back like that, Tennessee's just not going to work the same. So I think you're going to keep him. Franchise tag him because even franchise tags are not so cheap. So it's understandable. And I think Tennessee has a chance to make a run at it. But you do not want to give up Derrick Henry easily. All right, Byron Jones. So top defender, top safety out there on the market. Um, now, the only hard part is, is he's only had two interceptions in, over f- in five seasons with the Cowboys. He's got value in him. There's some of it, but of course, only if you put him in the right systems. I already had mentioned before about Dallas, but let's just look. Eagles, Redskins, Giants, Cowboys, or uh, Raiders, either one of them can work. Now, if you had to ask me where Byron Jones might work, because I, I, I just think that this team needs a lot of juice in the backfield. I think it's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles. I think him with Jalen Mills would be... A perfect fit gives them a lot of help up on that backfield that was the one thing that Philadelphia struggled with and why they've had so many close games last year I think putting Byron Jones there gives them a little bit more juice a little bit more of an edge maybe he might work under this system here with Philadelphia I think it would be perfect so putting Byron Jones in the middle of that mix Philadelphia might they, they, I think they might be back up in the line of being a contending team. All right Philip Rivers because there's been a lot of talks about him possibly going somewhere and I think he still has it in he still has enough juice in the tank to, to play. I don't think he has as much but I think he will settle somewhere that I know that he's needed. Obviously the chargers they're done with him it's over and he's moved on. There were a couple of teams, the Buccaneers, the Colts, and the Titans. Well, the Titans now are off the list. Buccaneers, I don't think, want to end up uh, getting Phillip Rivers. They've said more that they want to get Tom Brady. So if there's one team that I love seeing, and I think he's going to get a lot of help, are the Indianapolis Colts. What do the Colts have that Phillip Rivers did not have for years? An offensive line. He's got an offensive line. He's got T.Y. Hilton and Marlon Mack. He's got some offensive weapons out there, and that's the most important thing for Phillip. Even for Chris Ballard, and I think what's interesting about this, you get somebody like Phillip Rivers maybe for a two-year deal, you can now gamble to whether or not you're going to trade up in for the next year's draft picks, possibly for a Justin Fields or a Trevor Lawrence, just to kind of like keep themselves on the radar for the AFC South. I think this could go well for the Indianapolis Colts. And having Phillip Rivers there with a healthy offensive line can work. I think you would be happy with it. All right, so Corey Littleton um, is a linebacker who definitely can cover. He's very, very athletic. Um, and there's there's been a couple of talks here and there. There's a couple of suitors, Packers, Patriots, Giants, and the Lions. Um I think right now with his athleticism and his ability to cover if there's one team right now that I know needs a lot of juice I think it's going to be the New York Giants bottom line, Giants have had no like def- great defensive players, they've lost all of them, they've released at least a couple players and they've had no juice this defense has not looked intimidating the offense right now is the only one that's already set, they've already got everybody up in place, but now with a new coach, special teams coach um, in play. Now they got to work up on that defense to start to at least eliminate some of the passes per yards and even throws downfield. But I think if you had to ask me, Corey Littleton would be perfect with the Giants. Uh, Jack Conlin, very, very good offensive tackle, does provide a lot of coverage, um, but it's very, very thin. The, offensive tackle market is so thin that very rare will you ever find an offensive tackle that you could pay him a good amount of money um, and hopes that he stays healthy and he works on this offensive line core. So there were a couple of teams, Titans, Giants, Browns, and Jets. And Jack Coglin, very athletic and very speedy on his feet, that he's going to be able to cover and in all aspects for the quarterback. But if there's one place that needs an offensive tackle to help keep him, give him time in the pocket, and to at least throw to his receivers, I think it's going to be the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield needs help. Because at this point, between him and how Sam Darnold's been playing, they're both running for their lives. But I think the Cleveland Browns, they need to fix what what they gave up last year after getting Olivier Verne. I thought that was an absolute big mistake. It now left the hole open, and Baker Mayfield's out there running for his life, no time in the pocket, and just to set himself up. So I think Jack Coglin would be perfect in this fit. Chris Harris. Now, a lot of people have been saying some things about Chris Harris, whether he's going to return to Denver or he's going to end up going elsewhere. He's already met with at least 24 teams since the combine. And there are a couple of teams that have inquired about him, the Eagles, uh, Chiefs, Redskins, Cowboys, Texans, and the Panthers. Now, there are a couple of teams that I know that are in rebuild modes. They're not even close to being, well, if we get a defensive player, we may win now. But This team, uh, I can even inquire about the Chargers as well with their corners, um, their cornerback core. But I think they're already set to the extent. So if there's one team that I think will be perfect for a guy like Chris Harris, I think it's the Philadelphia Eagles. Like I said about Byron Jones, you put in Byron Jones right there up in the safety spots, Jalen Mills, and then of course having Chris Harris there at the corners. They need safety backfield help. They need backfield help. Corner safeties, everything. Because this team's been giving up a lot of yardage, and they've been giving up a lot of scores when the ball's thrown downfield. I think Chris Harris can work perfectly in this Philadelphia defense. Um, Melvin Gordon. Now, I've made a lot of predictions about where he's going in the past couple of days. Um, but there's been a lot of teams inquiring about him. The Bills, Falcons... Cardinals, Dolphins, and the Texans. Now, there's a couple of them I can eliminate there, but I've been hearing a lot of rumors saying that Miami is in play to getting a guy like Melvin Gordon, but I will say this again, and this has been my pick. If the Buccaneers are serious about winning right now and they want to go and get Tom Brady, there's only one piece that you're missing and it's running back. And I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should go and get Melvin Gordon. Listen, Last couple of years that Gordon has ran for, he's been ran for all-time highs, and he's been playing well for the last couple of years. So despite the holdout of the contract with the Chargers, Melvin Gordon's value still stands, and Tampa Bay has not had a real good run game in the last couple of years with trading off with Ronald Jones and so many others. It just hasn't worked out for them. But if you put Gordon in the mix, make him running back number one, you'll have a running back tandem. That's how it worked for the Chargers. They had two, if not three, running back tandems. There's no um, controversies involved with this, but at least it gives Tom some leverage. So even if he's got no receivers open, he's got a guy that can run and can catch. I would say watch out for the Buccaneers to go and get them. Gordon, Robbie Anderson. I've been hearing a lot about this, so I think Robbie Anderson here—he's a very, very good deep ball threat—and um, but the, the bids are not going to be high. So there's a couple teams that acquired that inquired about him. The Jets obviously want him back. Dolphins, Patriots, Raiders, and Bengals. So. There are a couple of teams that I know right now that are looking for some offensive wide receivers and ones that are very, very important. But if you had to ask me one team that I think could very much use his services, don't, don't brush off the Las Vegas Raiders. I think they are in desperate, they're in desperate measures to go and get a wide receiver, an experienced one because everybody keeps on talking to me about Derek Carr and how he hasn't really produced. of his throws completed 4,000 yards whether he has or he hasn't thrown downfield it's not his fault he has no number one wide receiver so if you bring in Robbie Anderson I feel like he'll be an important piece to this offense and they can maybe go and get maybe one more receiver just to add more depth but I think if you put him in the Raiders system with Tyrell Williams Hunter Renfro Derek Carr will finally have somebody that he can throw downfield that's a deep ball threat and the Raiders can finally solve their issues and they can stop talking smack about Derek Carr. Austin Hooper. So, I, I actually kind of like Austin Hooper. He's a very good productive tight end. Also will give you uh, important blocks as well. He served well, well, even when Kyle Shanahan was there and Atlanta made the run to the Super Bowl. But... Um, he's very very cap strapped up to this point so there are some numbers that you can give him but I think if you give him a fair one he's going to give you exactly what you need so there are a couple of them Redskins uh, Jaguars Patriots and the Bengals so here's what's interesting this team did not draft a tight end last year and they've had problems all sorts of problems teams didn't look the same I think the New England Patriots might sweeten up a deal and go and get Austin Hooper, because he serves two things, he's a blocker, and he's also a secondary receiver. Austin Hooper will give you exactly the important yards, and he'll be an important target when you need it. And he's also somebody that can cover um, the line if, in fact, Tackle can't seem to, to, to guard his own. He'll be a secondary lineman there, and gives extra time in the pocket. So Austin Hooper's very, very—he's um, very important in this situation, and I think he would be fitting perfectly for the Patriots. All right, finally, the last piece to this whole puzzle: Tom Brady. Where is Tom Brady going to end up? So there have been a lot of rumors, been hearing them left and right. These were the suitors original. Chargers, Titans, Patriots, Raiders, Dolphins, Buccaneers. I'm going to eliminate a couple of teams. Raiders, Dolphins, Titans, and Patriots. All those guys are eliminated. And I've said this, that it's going to be between two teams. Chargers and the Buccaneers. Let me just kind of break this down a little bit. Tom Brady, he's going to be looking for at least a two- maybe a three-year deal because he wants to play till he's 45 he is looking at every extent of head coach offensive line reliable general manager and somewhere where he's needed and i think that putting him in that system he's going to change the offense it'll be more efficient and he's got weapons around him if you had to ask me Where I think Tom Brady's going to go. I think Tom Brady is going to be a charger. All of you, you're looking at me right now like I'm crazy. But again, I can't be sure. But I make these predictions. Anything can happen this next week. Tom Brady, he's going into an organization that needs help to sell tickets and to build a fan base there has been no fan base in this organization since the move out of San Diego and they're in a position where they need to win now because I've been hearing a lot of rumors Joey Bosa if nothing gets done he may end up going and playing with his brother in San Francisco but those are rumors that have been said but we'll see what happens but before any of that happens I'd say that if you get him You fix up the offensive line. You've got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Hunter Henry. You've got depth, regardless. And the general manager, Tom Telesco, he's a smart guy. It's not his, his issue. The real question of it is, is Dean Spanos gonna pay him that money? That's everybody's question. Is Dean Spanos gonna pay him that? I think he will, because at this point, The Chargers need juice. And I think if you add Tom Brady in the mix, this is not going to destroy his career, okay? It's not going to destroy his legacy. He's already got six Super Bowls on his belt. Yes, he's been with one team for the longest time for 20 years. But look at what happened with Peyton Manning. Look at what happened with Joe Montana, Brett Favre, so many of these quarterbacks all throughout the years. It's not going to damage his career. it's not going to damage his legacy at the end of it this would be a farewell tour and i think that if he goes to the chargers he's going to boost this organization and it's going to shut it's going to shut up all of the the um the doubters the critics about where this team's going and how this team will perform this team's going to be on the radar of being one of the most competitive teams in the NFL, by far. So, there was all of my predictions. You guys can uh, check it out here on YouTube channel and Twitch, in case if you missed it. Also on the Podbean podcast network as well. I will have that uploaded for you guys. But next week's going to be interesting. I cannot wait for NFL free agency to start. It's going to be exciting. And lots of moves to be made. So hopefully, again, my predictions may not be accurate. But I think these are by far the best suits that may happen. Not sure. But it's going to be a lot of fun. And I know for some people, they've texted me, asked me, like, you know, what am I going to do now with next week? Uh, And again, I, I was supposed to be up in Los Angeles next week. But now with NBA canceled, everything else. Uh, right now, I just kind of just been sticking around here, doing a little staycation for the week, and I've put in my time, and now I, I'm, I'm I finally have it. I've been granted that. So uh, I don't know. I really, really don't know. But. Me, I'm sure I'll find some activities or something like that, or maybe even (laughs) binge watch shows or movies. I don't don't know what I might do, but it's going to be a lot of fun, all right? I mean, regardless of everything that's just been going on in the world, I'm not worried about that. I'm more just chilling, hanging out, and just having fun. That's really all that I'm, that's the most important thing for me. And as I said, you know, birthday week, My birthday is only in about a couple of days until March 19th. And as I said, free agency is March 18th. The only thing that I can hope for as a pre-birthday gift, something to happen where it's going to just, something that's just going to put a smile on my face. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Thank you guys so much for joining me here. Uh, It was uh, such a pleasure to at least be on and talk with you guys I will still be covering a lot of uh, sports as well. Just because everything's been happening in the world today, it's not stopping me from covering sports. So check out my YouTube channel, Twitch account, and also follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and like me on Facebook as well. Just in case if you need to catch up on a couple of past episodes uh, on the show, I will have that all uploaded here. So thank you guys for watching and tuning in. It's Jake the Snake signing off. Have a great weekend and a great week. And um, I will keep you posted on some episodes. I might even do a couple of episodes during the week. So um, we'll see. We'll see exactly what happens. So take care of yourselves. Be safe and be healthy.